Welcome back to another edition of the Islandish Catholic. My name is Ryan Van Vliet. Uh, it's an honor to have you back here. This is the fourth installment. Not that these are in order or anything like that, but uh, I think uh, we had talked about it on the whole effing show this previous week that, uh, yeah, there's been a few of these. Not sure if it's going to be a chronicle, but I think it's really just a weekly testimony of my faith and a weekly testimony uh, or just a weekly uh it just gives you something and if you're on the fence about faith if you're on the fence about religion in general or if you have any negative uh any negative uh feelings towards you know kind of what i've been going through or if you have you know what i would say is if you have negative thoughts about your current situation in life your current positioning i think uh i think you might need to to get out of that comfort zone you know i think the very first edition of the Islandish Catholic was called Embrace the Weird for a reason, you know, and I don't know very many other Christian podcasts or, or, or faith-based discussions would just come out and say Embrace the Weird, but uh, as I've said several times, you know, I was depressed. I found my label. I took medication. I thought that was going to be what saved me uh, because I was told that was normal, but I found that embracing the weird that was religion was actually the best medicine that I ever found. And that's why the last one was called a, a, a different medicine or a different remedy or something. So, but I'm back. Um, as far as updates for me on the, the faith side, something magical did happen last night. And I, and I did message my father about this and I messaged my brother. Uh, because, uh, June 1st, for those who, you know, I gave away today's June 2nd, but on June 1st, um, it's my grandfather, it's his birthday or what would have been his birthday. He had passed away, uh, many years ago. And I know for my dad, um, he's still, you know, you're never going to not miss your dad. I think that's definitely something that I'm, that I'm learning from observing my dad and observing, uh, his brothers and sisters and, you really kind of notice like, wow, their dad had a really huge impact on their life. And um, not only does, does that inspire me to be a better dad for my child, but it just, it really, um, you know, I'm going to miss my dad too, you know, when that day inevitably comes. But the, the magic that happened last night uh, was during prayer. And I talked about becoming a prayer warrior and really praying out loud and being very vocal about prayer, what you're praying for and praying with purpose or just praying from the heart and just having a mindless stream, just come out and just talk, be open and talk, talk to God. Well, last night I did something different last night in the middle of my prayer, I ended up just starting to talk to my grandfather and it's nothing I've never done before. I've never, I've never thought about trying to pray as a form of communicating with, with the deceased. Um, but if we are to, you know, if, if we believe what, what, what we're reading and what's in the scripture and that there is a heaven and you, you want to believe that, you know, your loved ones are there who did leave these, who did leave, live these amazing lives. And I, I, I just, I have this, this sense of, I just had chills down my, my whole body because as I was talking to my, to my grandfather, I just, I felt like he was talking back to me and I know that when people like, oh, you talk, you know, people want to mock prayer, mock religion and say, oh, what did God tell you that? It's not as if he spoke to me in words. Um, and I know that for the, I know some of you are probably like, all right, what's this guy about? But in the middle of the prayer, starting to talk to my my grandfather, who I haven't talked to in, in years. I've never 
I don't, you know, I've never had those moments of, you know, just starting to talk to myself and really reflect or directing it at somebody who's passed away. And I just started talking to, to my, to my grandfather. And I've never had that in the middle of prayer. I don't know what compelled me to start doing it. Um, but I could feel his presence and I could feel him responding and I could hear him engaging and I could just, I felt this, this amazing chill, but also this amazing warmth. And the more I try to describe it and even thinking about it after, after the moment it happened last night, I, I couldn't describe what I just went through. There's nothing that can explain what I went through. Um, just to be in that moment of complete silence. There was, there was a little bit of rain last night when we were done doing TWFS. And I'm just, I'm, I, I, I lately have been doing this, uh, uh, my wife will be asleep in bed. My dog, one of my dogs sleeps on the bed and I ne- I kneel at the side of the bed. And because I, you know, going to Catholic church, you, you notice the moments of prayer, you are kneeling before God. And I, I just decided I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to lay down in bed and pray anymore. I actually want to get down on my knees and pray and bow my head and look up in certain moments and try and get lost in the physical aspects of prayer. And last night, on my knees starting to talk to my grandfather i could just feel him there with me not even if he was standing there next to me with his hand on my shoulder but just i felt this overwhelming sense of him just here with me like in the house not like a ghost but just this complete sense that he was absolutely there with me and Yes, it was emotional, and yes, I, I did shed tears and just talk to this man who I haven't talked to in, in forever. And, you know, I, I harp on the importance of legacy, and I think a lot of people in today's culture and today's society, they really live for the moment, and they don't think two years ahead, four years ahead, let alone the next generation ahead. And now that I have my son, all I, all I think about is legacy and the history of my family and where I came from and and where, where where my dad came from and his dad before him and just this not necessarily a family tree but what makes us who we are how did we get here and all of our generations have been uh ha- have been men of faith just entrenched in the word and you know my dad's involved with his church and uh we we really want we really want that to be an important part of every next generation so although i'm not necessarily raising my son catholic just having him going to church and being around people of faith and christians and and letting him be exposed to that in, in a fun and different unique way like i i would say my upbringing in the church wasn't always necessarily fun you know i'd always i i make the comments about you know church is supposed to be boring it's serious but i i just i i think it's important to at least expose your kid to to a, a religion or to a faith because it does matter so much it's so important to me and you know i i look at what's happening in society today i as it's as parents move further and further away from jesus they don't get they don't seem to care about legacy you know i've i've talked to other parents who have just kind of thrown up the white flag and they've said i just want my son to be a good person and what does that mean exactly i mean you can be a good person and uh, still live a life completely separated from faith, from importance, from from creating a legacy for your family name to carry on. Like, well, I guess as long as he doesn't go to jail and he's not rude to anybody, I succeeded. I kind of have higher expectations for my family, and I hope more people 
of faith hold themselves to, to a higher standard. And I, I think you do when you're living for God. When you're living for God and you're not worried about TikTok and Instagram and what's trendy, you do seem to uh, you push yourself. You want to challenge yourself. And I think a lot of I think a lot of Christians share that mindset of we're serving God. We're not serving society. We're, we're serving a higher power and, and a greater authority than anything that the non or the, the secular world secular world would understand. And uh, it, it really, it really hits me every time I think about it. it. Just my son, and when I am gone, and even just me being here now, like when I'm when I am an adult, what kind of man do I want my son to be? And I think a lot of it does come from from reading the Bible, and a lot of it comes from my father and his father before him. And I was able to voice all of these concerns and all of these opinions and all of these just emotions and feelings that I was having last night. And I don't think that people take advantage of that. And if you're here for the first time, this might be overwhelming, but if you've been, if you've been praying for years and you've been trying to trying to get more engrossed in faith and more entrenched in faith, I highly recommend just having an open prayer like I had last night and just really going all in, not necessarily praying. You know, I, I'm all typically my prayers are normally our father and then the Hail Mary. And then I'll say things that I'm thankful for. And I'll, I'll, I'll just be very grateful, eternally grateful. I never want to pray for, please help me get this or please do this for me. I'm in no place to ask anything of God. Like God's given me so much already. I need to thank him for what I have and not beg him for more stuff. So, and I hope that helps a lot of people too. I think a lot of people look at religion like, oh, when do you ask God to do this? It's like, I don't ask God for much. I, he gave me everything I'll ever need. Uh, he, he's given me salvation. He's given me purpose. I don't think I'll ever need anything more from God. So I'm not going to get on my knees and go, I really want an Xbox series, whatever. Please help me get this Xbox series, whatever, by giving me a raise or giving me some sort of bonus or, oh my gosh, I found a check under the bed for $400. I like None of that is needed. I, I thank God for what I have. I don't ask him for more stuff. And in in my prayer, that's typically that's typically the pattern. It's typically uh, our Father, Hail Mary, a long list of what I'm thankful for, and then a couple. Hey, you know, please. Uh, and then then if there's prayer requests from people at work or just people in life, people messaging me on Discord, those prayers are there. And last night, the the whole order was just thrown off. The whole order was different. And you can call this. I'm gonna call this divine intervention, or you can call this destiny. You can call it whatever you want. My dad did reach out to me and I know my dad's affected by, you know, he lost his father years ago and it, you know, when you're living, I mean, it was more than 20 years ago at this point. So you're, you've lived, you know, decades without your father. And I just can't imagine that pain and that you go to your father for so much, you know, and, um, when you don't have your father, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure there's so many questions that you don't really know where to go to. And you always want to ask somebody who's bit, who's lived through these experiences. And uh, I know that, I know that my dad's really missing his dad. And I know yesterday was tougher for him because it was his dad's birthday. And, you know, so he had texted me early in the morning, like, Hey, today would have been your dad's or your grandfather's 103rd birthday. Uh, so if you could just say a prayer for him tonight and you know, I don't know if my dad's ever done that. I don't think he's ever texted me, hey, it was your grandfather's birthday. Can you say a prayer for him tonight? Can you, like, I don't know if that's ever happened. So at night when I'm done with TWFS, Kevin and I had a, had an amazing show. It was a great time. 
unbelievably funny stuff last night. And I, I get I get some water. I finish cleaning up the kitchen a little bit. And all this is happening at like 1130. It's raining. Uh, and I, I, you know, before midnight, I wanted to, to get down on my knees and pray. And, and you know, my, my dad had asked for that prayer request. And he had said, you know, can you please pray? Today would have been your grandfather's 103rd birthday. And our father, Hail Mary. And then I just started talking to my grandfather, someone I haven't talked to in 20 years. And, and you can just, just letting it all out and letting him know that I named my son after him, you know, and I, all I can think about when I, when I think of him are positive memories and a positive influence and, and you can call it old school or, or traditional, but that's how I look at it. I look at it as a man of, uh, as a family man, somebody who did have traditions and did, did have, he had a lot of, he had six children and I'm, I, I have one and I, you know, I know one is hard enough. And this is a man who had six children. He raised them all in faith and, and he gave God six prayer warriors. And those prayer warriors are creating more prayer warriors. And, and that should be the cycle of life. And I just let my grandfather know that, you know, I'm, I want Ralph to grow up to be as good of a man and, you know, take this grandpa, but hopefully better as well. You know, I, I, I want you to be the bar that he jumps over and I want my son to be, I, want, I, I do want him to be a good person, but I want a lot for him. I have high expectations for him and I know he can do it. And that's why the expectations are high because I know that we have faith. I know that we have God. And I know that me living and me getting more and more in, involved in church, more involved with my faith, doing this discussion, like all of this, everything that I'm doing, I think is creating a better legacy for my son and setting a new standard and setting a new blueprint for my son on how to do things and how to live your life and how to overcome depression and anxiety and how to not be overwhelmed by frivolous things of, of this of the, the natural world and being more focused on things uh, in the spiritual world. And that was my prayer last night and I just had an amazing non <laughs> an amazing one one verbally sided conversation with my grandfather. So happy belated birthday to Ralph Van Vliet. Uh, it's it, it's it's crazy to think, you know, this is somebody I didn't have the closest of relationships with because I was just a child when he passed away. And my experience last night was unbelievably gratifying and fulfilling, overwhelming and amazing. Just an amazing, uh, amazing experience. And, and that all comes from uh, from my faith and actually taking the time to say a prayer, which I think a lot of people, even Christians, you. Uh, there's a lot of like, how do I pray? Is there like a rule book? Are there instructions? And I think maybe that's where my formula came from. Like the, I do the sign of the cross. I'm on my knees now. Sign of the cross. Our father, Hail Mary. What I'm thankful for. Prayer request. Glory be. Then one more sign of the cross. Uh, and I, and just, hey, that's a formula and it works for me. I say it half out loud, half half under my breath. You know, I I... I if I just try and talk in my head, I probably will lose train of thought. So I do, I am verbal and I say it out loud. And that's the Pentecostal in me coming out now is I, I do like to say my prayer at least so I can hear it. Uh, and if anyone else can hear it, sure. You can be involved. I can use, I can use all the help I can get. So, uh, that's my advice 
say some prayers and just be lost in those moments. Try and get rid of all the distractions. You know, last night it was kind of nice. It was raining. So all I had was pitter patter on the window and uh, it was just nice and dark and silent other than the rain. And I was able to just communicate with my grandfather, communicate with God. And, um, and it's amazing. And I, and I'll, and I'll never forget it. I will never forget last night. It was just an overwhelming and a, and a really powerful uh, moment for me. But, uh, I do want to dive back into to Hebrews, to the New King James Version of the Bible. We're reading this at uh, in my men's group, and I think it's just an amazing book. I want to read it on my own time as well, so that's why I take this opportunity to go through a little bit with everybody here. Uh, and this is, again, about Jesus, and we have a compassionate high priest. And I think last night is just a testimony of compassion and uh, me saying a prayer out loud, you know, real, like getting on my knees, humbling myself. I'm lowly. I'm a lowly being and I'm speaking to a higher authority. But w- with Jesus, the son of God, we had, we had, this is the same deal of a son and a father and just trying to live up to expectations and the son coming down to, to experience what God wasn't going to experience and experiencing what, experiencing what men go through on on a regular basis. And let's go with Hebrews chapter four, verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our confession for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And just those three verses, you know, and I, I always, I'm always amazed by the Bible because no matter what chapter you open it to or wherever you're reading, if you're in a reading plan, it'll connect to something that, that you're going through in this very moment, this exact moment. Uh, it, it just, this book applies to you in so many ways. And, uh, we have a God, we have a high priest who cannot sympathize. Or we do not have a high priest that cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. Like God had to, or Jesus did go through a lot of the same things that we went, you know, that we go through. He, he was a man on earth and he, he, he had to go through certain, you know, he had to go through sacrifices and he had to see the evil that people can bring. And like, just even the crucifixion, all the horrors that Jesus suffered, was for us so we do have a god that can sympathize with with the with the pain and with the suffering of of human beings on the earth and we and we have a, the son of god who who in so many ways inspires us to be better people we could him being a human him being a man makes us want to be that much better of a man and that much better of a human being and i think it's it's unbelievably relevant every time i every time i crack crack open the bible and I read something like that, you know, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And I know a lot of, a lot of people need grace. A lot of people need, uh, they just need something. They need some, like they need a, they need a sign. You know, they, they always assume they want a sign from the universe. And I think a lot of people wait. Uh, and I think lately what I've been doing is I've been going to find. And I think when you open the Bible, you are looking for an answer. You are looking for something. And for me today, for uh, me having that amazing moment last night, and then to read scripture like that, and just shows like I want, you know, in, in a moment of, in a moment of uh, 
just amazing emotion of me like crying and sobbing but being cold and feeling warm and just experiencing this amazing grace and i think people who do who do look who who at least seek out religion and seek seek a, a, an answer i think you're going to find it if you sit back and if you're waiting for your sign if you're waiting for your answer you might not ever find it you do have to put in a little bit of effort okay we talk about Jesus being crucified for our sins. We talk about Jesus becoming a man. We talk about Jesus uh, 40 days in the desert. You know, we talk about temptation. We talk about sin. We talk about sacrifice. Jesus did all of these things. So we need to be able to do that too because he did it. We need to be able to do it or at least try it. We at least need to push ourselves. And if you are feeling depressed and if you are feeling unwanted or unworthy, you have to make an effort. There has to be an effort. And I, and for those who listen to all my discussions, you know, it's, I, I talk to Gino all the time about this. You know, you can sit in your room and reflect and be depressed all the time, but you're always going to be sitting in your room depressed all the time. You have to take action. You have to do something other than what you're currently doing that's keeping you sad and depressed. And when you're trying to learn, especially like the Bible, I've never read all of the Bible. And maybe I have in my years of going to church and, you know, first reading, second reading gospel and, um, you know, just going to other churches as well. Maybe I have been through most of this, but there's constantly, I don't have it memorized. So it is always news to me and it's the good news. And that's why in Catholic church, they do call the gospel, the good news of the Lord. And I hope that this always helps somebody. That's that's always my thing is I hope it helps you because it's helping me. And, you know, you, you, you go back just a few years and you talk about, you know, depression and you talk about things that I, I have overcome. And then you see other people suffering. You see other people going through some of the things that you went through, but they don't think they have an answer for theirs. They don't think there's a cure for their depression. They don't think that there is a solution, but that's just not true. There's always going to be a solution. There's always going to be a remedy. And for me, getting lost in prayer was, was amazing last night. It's something that I'll never, I'll never forget. And one, one thing that we talk about in my men's group is, you know, and I've brought it up on here before, but chasing the temporary high, you know, uh, we, we, I think I brought up masturbation or drugs or all of these quick fixes that people want to, you know, Oh, well, this will make me feel good. So I'll do that. And I don't think I've ever felt anything as powerful as I felt last night in the middle of prayer. And I know that that's not, not, not every prayer that I've ever had is like that. To, to be honest, never. Like that's never happened to me before. And the feelings and the emotions that I felt last night is better than any drug I've ever taken. It's better than any, uh, uh, what we'll call it, sexual sin that I've ever been through. Like it really is. It really is just an amazing long-term high. And I'm going to remember it forever. I'm going to want it for the rest of my life. I'm going to be seeking it and chasing it for the rest of my life. And I hope that I can inspire other people to do that. And that's really what the the uh, that's really what the purpose of the Islandish Catholic is is just a, just a guy, just some, you know, meathead who lives in Texas, born in Hawaii, grew up in California, uh, somehow ended up here. And all the while being being you know in involved with church out of church involved with church out of church falling into unbelievable depression questioning the meaning of life 
wondering if I was going to live to see, you know, 35, wondering if I should just kill myself. None of that's there anymore. All of that's gone because I realize that I have a much greater purpose. I realize that I'm loved. And I realize that if you're striving for something as great as heaven, you do need to earn it. And you should try and earn it. And don't just feel like, I'm a good person. People like me. Why would I go to hell? You should be pushing yourself to be the best person you could be. So I want to thank everybody for downloading the Islandish Catholic. I try and keep these brief. Maybe a drive to work and then maybe like a drive home or something. I know my commute's like 14 minutes. So I'll probably be listening to this uh, almost uh, probably halfway through the workday. I'll finish the final little bits of it. But thank you so much for subscribing and downloading. I like having everything on this one Vleeties feed. So if you don't like wrestling, skip the Vleeties episodes. If you don't like being geezy talking politics and uh, current events, don't listen to hashtags and headlines. If you don't like me talking about cryptocurrencies, don't listen to Vleetcoin, which is coming soon. But I, I really do appreciate everybody downloading and listening. Any feedback is good feedback. Hit me up on Discord. That's really where I like to communicate with everybody. Uh, Discord links, I should be putting those in, in the description. So maybe I'll throw that in this one so you can join the Discord or at least find me on Discord. Uh, Vleeties is my, my hashtag or my username as well. So thank you so much for downloading. God bless. Oh, I should wrap it up with prayer. Um, so I'm going to bow my head. If you're driving, don't bow your head. It's okay. We all understand. Um, or pause this, wait till you get where you're going, then hit play. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this platform. Thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for this experience. Thank you for this life. Thank you for being able to open my eyes at 31 years into my journey and really showing me your word, showing me the power of faith, showing me the power of prayer, giving me this amazing experience and amazing moment that I had with my grandfather, somebody that I, I wish I had connected with more when he was here, but that doesn't mean I cannot connect with him through prayer and connect with him through you because I know that he and I both are connected in your love, Lord. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And it's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. That's the Islandish Catholic, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for downloading and enjoy the rest of your day slash night. And I'll see you next week.